The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. For the young men, it's exciting. They haven't played perfect football, but their record is still perfect. And now they get an opportunity to do some exciting stuff. All right, brand new week of Orange Zone. Thanks for watching. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening at Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, this is the CMY Central's Orange Zone podcast. We have Samantha Crossan with me. I'm Tommy Sladek. Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. And a very special guest. He's a two-time bowl MVP with Syracuse football. He's fifth all-time <laughs> on the rushing leader list with 2,869 yards. He's a Super Bowl champion with the Indianapolis Colts. It's James Mungro in the house. Thank James? You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here today. How you feeling, man? I feel good. I feel really good when, uh, you know, Syracuse 5-0. I mean, nothing to complain about as of right now. Yeah. <laughs> Going into the bye, it works out nice. Sam, how you feeling? I feel great, too. I feel like Syracuse 5-0, and great place to be in. And it feels like the bye week came at the perfect time. Seems like a lot of those players really needed a little bit of a rest. And now they get to do it being 5-0, and feeling really good for the next two weeks heading into NC State. Yeah, I do think this bye week comes in at a good time here. And we'll be touching on a, a few things. I mean, for one, we, we have Mungro in the house. So that means <laughs> we got to be talking about Sean Tucker. We have to be talking about this this all-time rushing list. And um, I think we'll touch on the, the good of Wagner, some of the, the calls by the, the coaching staff that had some fans <laughs> saying what's going on here. And, and, of course, looking ahead to a top 25 team, a team that for the first time this season – is cracking the AP top 25, landing at number 22, goes the orange. Is, and then you said the first time this season, maybe the first time in five seasons. First time since actually, was, I was a little bit shocked by of, this. 2019, I had forgotten 20, that after okay, that 2018 okay, okay. year, the voters were like, oh yeah, it's going to be maybe the same thing. I think they put them right around. I think it was 22. Okay, and then. Okay. We, we that know was that. Yeah, yeah, that that's that didn't end. Uh, <laughs> feels like forever, yeah, honestly. I mean, but that didn't end uh, very positive. But yeah, first time in the AP since 2019. Coaches poll up to 21 from 25. So starting to get some respect for 5-0. and And I think we can all agree that with, with the bye week, it's only going to help them. It's a whole nother week to stay undefeated, right? 100%. 100%. You know, 5-0, and that's very tough for any any team in Division One football. And uh, guess what? It's here right here in Central New York, Syracuse, 5-0. and I mean, you see the smile on the face. <laughs> you can't be no happy. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, you know, I didn't think they would be at 5-0 and at this time in the season, but, you know, being undefeated, that's that's just shows you uh, the, what the coaching staff has done. Mm-hmm. And before we even get into Wagner, you know, I'm curious with a bye week, what was that like for you? What is it that players focus on? And how do you guys stay competitive with just facing against other players on your own team? Well, I think in this situation here, being 5-0, and I mean, they've never been in this position before. 
Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're, going, they're going to be trying to get better, obviously. Uh, no distractions, stay focused, and they're very hungry, you know what I mean? So uh, they're in a great position. So, you know, by having this bye week, you don't want nobody to get in trouble, you know, stay out of the newspapers, you know, <laughs> that good stuff, and uh, continue to do what they've been doing. I mean, that's this is this is a great, great time to be 5-0. and And going through your bye week, uh, you couldn't ask for the time and be better. Got the win they were expected to get against a Wagner team that is now on a 24-game losing streak. That's tough to hear, man. That's yes. uh, that's honestly a little bit painful. you got to feel for them. But, Brutal. you know, end of the day, a top 25 team is supposed to put up that type of beating. 49 to nothing in the first half, seven touchdowns. Uh, the, the biggest stat that sticks out to me is the one-two punch of Garrett Trader. 17 yes. for 17 passing, and Sean Tucker... 232 yards, three TDs. Who do you guys want to get into first? Let's talk about the quarterback. Let's talk UB. Let's, Let's talk UB. All right. Well, you know, watching uh, Schrader out there, uh, he's playing very good. He's playing good. He's making good decisions with the ball. Um, I mean, he's playing a game. Uh, you can see the work they put in in the offseason to get to where they're at now. Uh, 17 for 17, that's an unbelievable stat. And that, that's unbelievable stat with playing against anybody. I don't think Schrader goes 17 for 17 in practice, let alone, a, a, you know, a national football game on TV, you know, Division One football. So give it credit to him and the wide receivers as well. And, and, and the, uh, the offensive linemen. I mean, because, you know, previously we, we know Syracuse football. Uh, the quarterback has been on their back for a long time, you know, yeah. getting sacked and stuff. And we're not seeing that this year. So obviously they got things up front fixed up for uh, Schrader. And uh, he's able to, you know, go back there comfortably and throw throw the ball, you know, nice nice pocket. Uh, when it's time to run, he runs. But he's making very good decisions with the ball. Well, and not to mention, SU had 486 yards of total offense. And this stuck out to me, perfectly even split. 243 receiving yards, 243 passing yards. Doesn't get more even than that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, Call that a well-balanced offense. Very well-balanced. Very well-balanced. And, uh like I said, Schrader, uh, he's uh, he's coming to himself and becoming, you know, he's going to make a name for himself here at Syracuse. Yeah, and I got to give a little quick shout out to Von Cooper. Finally got into the end zone. Yes. I, I, I joked on Twitter. I think that man had the unofficial record for most catches or getting tackled at the one or two yard line. It was unbelievable. I'm like, like, is anyone else picking up on this over the last year and a half that this man gets tackled in the red zone more than anyone I've ever seen? Well, you know, like they say, everyone has to do the part. And uh, the players are playing as a team. Um, The coach has the players believe in themselves. The players believe in themselves. And you see it by the actions on the field. Mm -hmm. Well, and you had also mentioned, you know, Coach Dino Babers obviously has his own philosophy, but that you feel like the players are really buying in this year. Why is that? What's different? I think after you get beat up on so much, I mean, there's only one way to go. And, you know, Syracuse obviously could go be going backwards. It would be talking about, uh, you know, if they're not 5-0 and right now, we're talking about Coach being on the hot seat. Well, we don't hear that talk anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good positive thing. It's showing that things are getting, you know, getting, being more organized up there and things are coming together. Uh, with the players, I don't think uh, Dino lost the players' confidence. I think more like the players, the players that they had in there were just, you know, they beat up a lot. You know, when you get beat up a lot, you don't want to get beat up no more. And, you know, that sometimes that cycle 
keeps going, keeps going until you break it. And uh, I think they broke the cycle over the summertime, the hard work they put in. You know, obviously the new coordinator is uh, doing tremendous, you know, and the players are going out there executing it. I mean, there's one thing to draw plays, but you have to execute it. And they're executing. They're a well-sound oil machine, I would call it. What's what stuck out to you in particular maybe about what you've seen from this offensive play calling that uh, that it's lacked in the last few years? I, I think the, just everybody out there, I mean, they're playing a high speed, uh, very high speed, and the players are catching the ball. I mean, that's, you know, you know, you throw the ball in the air, the players are catching it, and that's, that's the big thing. And uh, you know they're catching the ball and they're doing positive things, and that's what you need with a football team. That's what good football teams do. And with, you know, you know, with Wagner uh, this past week, they were supposed to go out there and put a good, good beat on them. And they right. did it. You know, uh, if they went out there and, we you know, only put up, you know, a couple touchdowns the first uh, half, you know. It's alarming. It, it would be it, alarming. Yeah, it would be very alarming. <laughs> since it would be going our bye week and we're going out, you know, into uh, NC State very shortly. But, um Again, you know, the offensive lineman has really stepped the game up. The wide receivers have really stepped the game up. The running back, obviously, we'll talk about Tucker very shortly, has done his thing out there. Uh, they're getting him out, throwing the ball to him in, in the, the, the flats and stuff like that. And, you know, Schrader, I still like when he runs as well. I mean, he could run as well. So he's very elusive. And listen, have there been some inconsistencies? Sure. But I like and appreciate the fact that against a team like Wagner, it felt like they couldn't have had a better performance. Like they were operating on all cylinders going into this bye week. And there is no one who kind of illuminated that more than Sean Tucker. Yeah. And, and I think tying back into what James said with the, the O-line and what they were able to do, not just in the pass game, but in the run game. I think that was one of the biggest things that as, as fans we wanted to see was Sean Tucker kind of break free and get those big gains again, and, yeah. and I'm sure the coaching staff as well. And, and I will, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit concerned in, in the first quarter. There were a few of those uh, you know, halfback handoffs that were doing the one yard, yeah. the two yards, and it's like, is this, is this happening again? And then he started to break free. Yeah, but you also got to remember, too, I mean, Wagner's out there, too, and they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to stop. You know, they're going to, I mean... Very minimum. It's not going to be a touchdown every play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be a touchdown every play, but you just grind at it. And he's very, like, the way he's out there playing is very smooth. Very, very smooth running back. Uh, I love his style. Uh, you know, he's going to be one of the greatest running backs coming out of Syracuse. And speaking of that. Let's talk about some of these numbers, right? Some numbers. I mean, yeah. Sean Tucker, numbers. 23 carries for 232 yards and three touchdowns. Climb. That's a good. I mean, that's that's a great day. It doesn't get much better than that. Too. His sixty-yarder was that. That to me, he needed. Yeah. He needed that big game. His previous long in the first four games was thirteen yards, guys. No, okay. Wild. The man had not had his his signature, you know, mm -hmm. fifty-yard TDs, and that was good to see. And, and another thing too, as well, is you know the games they were been playing. They had a couple of easy games, but some tough games, uh, but they were able to grind it out. And come out with a W. And previously, we weren't able to do that. We would somehow shoot ourselves in the foot and go backwards, not forward. And I feel like the guys now have that confidence. I mean, you see the interviews now. They're like smiling. They're happy. The excitement, you know, they're in the facility. I mean, the guys, you know, they're really, they really believe they, they have something very special. And they do have something very special. Good teams find a way to win. Exactly. And what, what does that come down to? Because we saw it last year so many times. You know, the Wake Forest OT game comes to mind. And in... Taking those L's late in the game, but this year it's it's the opposite. What do you think that, that's coming from? I think the repetition in practice. 
I mean, you have to practice. You have to practice those type of scenarios. And um, I don't think previously they practiced different types of scenarios with offensive coordinator. I think with this offensive coordinator, he's really focusing on every little thing, every little step. Um, you never know the situation you're going to be in, but they practice those type of situations. Uh, what do they say? Pressure breaks pipes. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Previously, the pipes were always breaking, and a lot of water was in the mm-hmm. dome. You know, now, <laughs> now, sometimes literally, yeah, yeah literally, there was been some I feel like spots that should be there. the title of some web story Honestly. coming up. <laughs> but the guys are under pressure. That's the thing about football. You're under pressure. Take a deep breath and go out there and execute. And that's what they're doing. Well, and I think that people neglect to realize how hard that can be because even you look at the media coverage when Syracuse is five and zero. Oh, Everyone wants to talk about it, but in some of those past years, previous years where Syracuse wasn't doing so great, everyone wants to talk about it. You know, as a player at a high level, how much of that criticism do you take to heart and how much do you have to just throw away? And, and that's, that, I think that's the whole psychological part of it. You know, football is a very psychological game. Um, and, you know, once you get down, like I was saying, once you're down and, and they're, you know, they've, they've been getting beat for the past few years. It's been very disappointing for the fans. And now times have changed. Okay, uh, they did it. They figured figured uh, the steps out. Get the right coaching staff in there, uh, the right players in the right positions, and you know they believe in themselves. And that's you know that's half the battle in life. If you believe in yourself, you could do it. Uh, and pre- previously, they might have thought they believed in it, but they weren't working hard enough to do it. Uh, now you can see, uh, you know, I didn't go to any practice at all this past summer, uh, you know, training camp, but just by watching. The games, you could tell they improved so much more, you know, improved. And that's that's the whole key is improving and getting better every single week. And that's what they're doing. And I will say with Sean Tucker now, moved up three spots on the all-time oh, rushing list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's getting close to someone we know pretty well. <laughs> Currently at <laughs> number seven. He's sitting in the room with us. But, yeah, he's passing, he passed Mo Neal, D. Brown, David Walker, Sean Tucker moving up. And he's approaching in. On Floyd Little with 2,704 at number six on Syracuse's all-time career rushing list. And James Mungro, number five, 2,869 yards, a little over 200 yards away now for Sean. I like to think that that moment is going to come this season. Are you yes, wanting that to come this season? Of course. And, and what of does course, that, what does that course, mean to you? Of that, course. It means that this young man has worked hard. I know how hard I've worked and my teammates have worked to give me those numbers. Uh, and that's what, their, that's what their team is doing for him. Um, he's, like I said, a tremendous athlete. And, you know, records are meant to be broken. So uh, keep going, Sean. Get to number one. I don't know if he'll get to number one, but, uh, you know, keep, keep going. I mean, uh, good for him. And, uh, you know, I'm rooting for him. I'm a Sean Tucker fan. And, and just to, to break it down again, we, we've, you watch this guy and you think about his, his explosiveness and his, uh, his ability to cut. But what is it that you think has, has brought him and, and put him in with, with some of the greats like yourself? This is vision. I mean, he's uh, – uh, He's out there playing, and he's so smooth. Like, uh, when I see him go out there into the, out into the flats or a swing route, very smooth runner, very smooth. He sees the hole, and he goes. He doesn't dance around. He just hits the hole and goes. Just, I mean, I, I mean, his running style, uh, I, I would say it's more like a Thurman Thomas. Like, you know, and, and you know, I just just a very smooth guy and you know he doesn't say much you don't see him jumping around like that he just goes out and does his job and um, he's respected by his teammates and his coaches and by the community you really don't that's a good point you know I'm down there shooting most of the games and I do I have to say I love some of the celebrations let me just say the player celebrations get stronger every week but Sean Tucker 
like I think of him and I think of humility. Like he is just totally cool, calm and collected, no real celebration, just moving on to the next play. Like he always has his eyes focused on what's to come ahead. I like that, you know? That tells you the quality of the person, you know, a very mm-hmm. humble person, it seems like. Uh, and, you know, he has uh, him and the offense is, is doing good and, you know, keep the work up. And, you know, the biggest thing though in a bye week is, like I said, players get in trouble. Yeah. But, and I think in this situation, the players are so happy and, and mm-hmm. you know, the excitement and the adrenaline, like the players are focused on NC State. I mean, this is this is where they want to be at. As a football player, this exactly in this position, you can't you can't ask for a better situation. I mean, you're ranked in the country. You're about to play NC State. Uh, you have one week to heal up, you know, and um, the road's about to begin. I mean, this is gonna you know determine these kids' lives for the rest of life. They're gonna remember this. I mean, we all we all will too as well. They're five and zero. Oh. Like we said, five and zero. Oh, that doesn't happen. It's very hard for that to happen, and they're doing it. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And speaking of, for that NC State game, Syracuse at number 22 right now, NC State at number 14. They have Florida State this weekend. Yes, yes. And so even with Syracuse on a bye, their, their, their spots could change. But the way they, they played against Clemson last week, I, I don't see NC State popping out of the top 25. And with Syracuse not playing and staying undefeated, I see them staying there as well. And that would mark... The first me- football matchup, I should say, okay. between two teams at the Dome since 2001. Hmm, who played in 2001? <laughs> That's this guy right here. Munger's senior year. It was your last game of the regular season. With two teams ranked played. Number 5 BC taking on number 22 Syracuse. But 21 years. And wow. so to me, I, I, I'm putting the argument down. I think this is the biggest game, football game at the Dome in 20 years, but let's 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 hop in the time machine, James. Let's go to 2001. Wow, that was a year. Did we beat uh, BC? You did beat BC. Okay, it was 39-28. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, um, it, well, you know, 21 years ago, that's that's a long time. A lot of things have happened since. What's then. it like going into a game when it's when it's two ranked teams like that? Two, two ranked teams. I mean, your adrenaline's up, and you know, the good thing I think, the positive thing for Syracuse, they're playing NC State at the Dome. So I think the dome will be a, a factor in it, but I mean it's going to be it's, the dome's going to be rocking. I mean you're going to see more fans there, and uh, it's just you know you're ex- I get excited now just thinking about that. I mean mm-hmm. two ranked teams, it's it's going to it's just everything is so magnified. Everything is so magnified, and you know the players out there they just got to continue and play the same way. And that's another thing too is as excite as much excitement the players have they have to stay calm and stay focused and not you know do every, do everything what you've been doing from the day one you know don't go off the script just stay on the script like you guys been doing is a part of that routine with practice yeah yeah out? yeah you know with practice everything but i mean again the the preparation how they're going to prepare for uh nc state is going to be the same preparation you'd play for wagner i mean mm-hmm. you can't take a week off um and I, I assume and know the way the, the players been playing. They're not taking a week off. <laughs> they're ready. <laughs> oh, definitely. How many more games do you think until we see a sellout crowd? 
See, NC State, I will say, I, did, I just learned this. Someone tell, told me that it's parents weekend as well. Okay. And with a team 5-0, and oh, I think you're going to have a lot more parents coming in that maybe normally would just be yeah, head yeah. out and about. They're telling their kids, hey, I want to go to a game. I want to see this team. But I think if I think Notre Dame could be it. If they, oh, Notre Dame could be it. Well, yeah, 100% Notre Dame. I mean, with just, with just the whole travel and – uh, it's insane. Their fans. With, with their yeah. fans, you know, I mean, yeah. that's not so much the travel, it's the fans. You know, the fans yeah. they have all through uh, throughout New York, and you know, I'm glad we finally got them out the dome. I know it's probably uh, a lot of willing and doing to uh, get this independent team to come to Syracuse because they rather play in you know Meadowlands and you know take all the money themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but bring them to the dome, see, see what the Irish got to do in the dome. You know, see, see how, uh, see if they can win a game here. But uh, yeah. it's gonna be very tough for them. I know that for sure. Yeah, this back half, man, it is tough. But I do want to – I forgot about it. I got excited. I jumped ahead. I know. We got to touch on the – 5-0, excitement. That's, five that's and what oh. happens. That's what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man, covering this team. It's – it's uh, like we talked about, the the adrenaline. I feel you know, feel like I'm a player out there. I know that's a different <laughs> level, but just covering. I'm, you I'm play hyped. a little wide receiver, right, you said? This guy was a wide oh, receiver. Yes. I was a soccer player. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Brandon, speaking of, man, how you feeling? I know – and this is a perfect segue here. That Wagner second half, Syracuse up 49 to nothing. Sam was on the field in the second half. I was in the press box. James was at home. Brendan was at home. And I think we all had a different experience in learning that these quarters were brought down from an unheard of 15 minutes down to 10 minutes. Did you think you, there, there was something wrong with the ESPN graph? Well, so I, I got to the point where I was just sitting there and I was doing my desk work. And I looked up. I was like, "Oh, oh, Amen's left in the quarter." Like, it, it, I've just been like working here for an hour or so. Um, and then the fourth quarter happened, and by that time, my desk work was done. I was just kind of, I was helping the shows going on here remotely, putting in the updated scores for the shows because they go on way late because of college football. And the quarter started, and it said ten minutes, and I was like, "We didn't do that in Division Three. We just did running clock." And then the announcer said it. I was like, uh, okay, that makes sense. It's a beatdown. Uh, uh, it shouldn't be expected, but it's not a surprise that they decided to do this. First time I've seen it, though. I don't know about you guys. I, First time for me. I was at my house watching a game with the family, and um, I had to sound off. So I didn't listen to the sound <laughs> at all. And all I know is that I'm like, the next day I read in the paper, I'm like, you know, that... I had to sound off, and it did seem like the game did go a little faster. And then my son said something to me and read, read the paper. And I said, they had 10-minute quarters. I've never heard of that before. But, you know, something, you know, the both teams agreed, mm-hmm. you know. And it was respectful that, you know, uh, they both, Babers agreed, you know what I mean? I would imagine Babers didn't go and tell them let's do 10-minute quarters. But they both agreed, and, and it's good for safety for the kids and all that type of stuff. And, um, you know, it happens, you know. It just shows the dominance of Syracuse. And on the first snap of that drive, third quarter, we saw that the starters were back in, one of them being Sean Tucker. He carried the ball five yards, and then he was down on the field for several minutes. It's the third time that we've seen that happen to him this year, attended to by some medical personnel. And luckily, he was able to walk off the field, seemed okay. But it did, did beg the question in the postgame press conference to Dino and the players of, why were those starters in in the second half? It's extremely logical. If you watch most of the games like this, you normally give the, you make halftime adjustments at halftime, and you normally give that starting offense one more series, and then you get everybody out of the game. So they had one more series, 
And uh, when they got their Wedmore series, we pulled everybody out of the game. Um, not going to lie, we were trying to go for some records. So <laughs> we weren't able to get that, though. Yeah, uh, Coach came up, and then uh, OC came up to us, and, uh, you know, he wanted us to go for that record. But, uh, you know, a lot of injury happened, but all good. <laughs> So you heard there a couple different reasons for it from the players and the coach. But, you know, I was curious as a player, James, is this something that is standard? You know, that's very, very standard thing. Uh, what coach uh, uh, Babers did um, a lot of times, uh, you know, the third quarter, the, your head coach in the locker room would say, you know, fellas, listen, you know, the score is up. Yeah, one series and then you guys are out and. Whatever you have to get done that one series, let's get it done, you know. And you know, so the coach gave him the opportunity for one series. But again, that's very common, and you know, in that one series, you pray that no one gets injured, <laughs> and, well, yeah. or, no, or nobody goes down. Well, right. And is the reason that it's only one series? You know, I was thinking heading into a bye week, is it just to try and work on some of those kinks and whatnot? Well, it, it's more of um, uh, you know, in the game, you, you're all about rhythm. Um, and you want to come back out of that third quarter and have the same rhythm that you had in the second, first and second quarter. Um, you only get one series at it, so it's like one and done. Uh, and it's just, just really get the guys loose and you know get the other guys, uh, other guys um, that are going to come in for backups to see how you know the last time they see the starters out there, and then you know the backups come in. But again, that's a very common thing at, at all levels of football. I, I am curious though, and, and when they uh, when the when the players said that they were going for the record, uh, OC Robert and I had informed them that Sean at that point was I believe in the two twenties, yeah, and he was going for Joe Morris's two fifty two single game record. But uh, James, I'm I'm curious though, man, because it's it feels like when you see a guy like Sean go down in that play, yes, it begs the question: Is this one drive worth? The risk when you're already up forty nine nothing, and so it's to me, I I feel like I can see both sides. Well, you know, normally uh, what I've seen in the, in the past, uh, the coach normally I'll keep the offense lineman. They have the first series go out, um, the quarterback and running back will go out uh, with the first series, and then the offense lineman will stay in for the second series. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers will stay in, take the running back out. You know, your star player, you obviously take the star player out. Uh, they bring the quarter, second string quarterback in with the front line to give them that type of protection still. Um, so, you know, again, yeah, it, it's very risky, very risky, obviously. Uh, had everybody holding their breath, <laughs> but it's, it's, very, um, it's very common. Okay. And I think we do have a, before we move off the Wagner game, I know he's. I know he mentioned that producer Brandon. We got his. We got his trivia question of the week. Oh goodness! Normally impossible <laughs> trivia question of the week. Mungro knows about this. He knows what's coming. Yeah, right. I, I've been watching you guys. I've I been watching. About, I've been watching. I think it's about time. Willie Stumpus. I mean, he, he has a whole notebook out, I like a right. pad that's of a, like he wrote it. He wrote it down. That's, that's what's scary. That's the scary part. So here's the deal. Got the stopwatch. We're gonna go one minute. If we don't get it by one minute, we get a hint. And then we get like 30 seconds, and then we keep it moving after that 10 I, I do have a hint. I have four choices as well if we get to that point. Okay. Because I know Sam can't get it right without him. Even though I have, honestly, the most, you know, let me hang it. Are you going for that <laughs> I'm not really giving did. you credit. For those really listening did. at home, Sam just went for the fist One bump. answer was one <laughs> yeah, that you could have guessed hung straight off the drive. Back. And the other one was the school you went to. That was foul. It you was Colgate, Colgate involved. That's true. We are one for three right now. All right, let's hear it. Let's okay. hear it, Hodges. Um, for the record, I do hope James gets this right and you two don't. Okay. Um, so Syracuse, 
Obviously, we know. They shut out Wagner. First shutout at home since 2015, when they beat this other current FCS team. Miami. Which one? FCS team. So be Miami, Ohio? They're not FCS. No, no. Oh, Miami yeah, no, Hurricanes. Are you saying, FCS. Oh, F- Are you saying Syracuse beat this? Syracuse beat this team in shutout fashion at the Dome. The last home shutout Syracuse has won at the Dome was against this FCS team. Who is it? So you're thinking when you guys got shut out by Miami, which well, we, yeah, was 59 and yeah, yeah. Why bring up, don't bring up old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was messed up. <laughs> that was messed up. Yes. Start the clock, obviously. Start the clock. Start the clock. So, FCS team. So, we're thinking the, the Colgates, the Ivy Leagues, the Wagners of the world. Syracuse, 2015. What was their final record that year? I believe we it was 10-3. In 2015? I think so. Um, Dungey was still the quarterback then. Dungey was, he was only in his, like, his freshman year, right? I don't know. You were here. I, would, and I wasn't. I wasn't even in college. 2015. Then. 10 and 3 was 2018. He wouldn't do cold again. Right? 2015. 2015. I mean, can you give us a state at least? After a minute, I'll give you the. Give us a choice. We got 20 After seconds a minute, you get the hint. After the seconds 30 seconds, guess. you get the choices. All right, I, I have mine. I'm going to guess Stony Brook. Hmm. I'm gonna guess nope. Columbia. I love that I have a mask here because you you can't really tell. Do you have another guess, FCS team? Um, Albany. You you're wrong. Oh, um, well, you, 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 you did. Well, well, what's sad is that oh. I can't give you the choices now because you did pick two teams that I used for choices. Um, this team plays in the Colonial Athletic Association. They are actually a, they've been a very competent basketball school, by the way. You said four choices. Yes, but they, took, they picked two, two of them two, two. already. So give us the other two. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll see if you guys have another guess here and then we'll get um. them. I need to see the full, I need to see the full list. Do you want me to just give you the choices? Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'll give you the other two choices. You can go 50-50. Um, right, we got Delaware, New Hampshire, William & Mary, Monmouth, Rhode Island, Richmond, Nova. Richmond. Villanova. Uh, I'm going to go Towson. You're all wrong again. <laughs> so my right, choices, the choices were... Delaware, Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Rhode Island. Island. It's Rhode Island. It's Rhode Island. It's Rhode Island. They they beat Rhode Island 47-0, giving up only 64 total yards. That's a good day, though. It it is, but it's it's not a top 10 defensive day. I'd rather rather say Rhode Island than Wagner, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Congrats, you want to know. Rhode Island. No, I won. Look, he's, 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 he's upset. He's upset about it. He's upset. He's upset. Brandon gets. I, I guess Brandon gets the W there. We yeah. did get hits, but I um. I appreciate at least it's a, at least the Syracuse question though. Yeah. Because yeah. last week we had Alabama. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, Alabama no, so I, I, I do it based on the opponent. <laughs> and then, 
I expect Syracuse Maybe fans. Maybe some of the Northeast, you know, something just. <laughs> I expect Syracuse fans. Above the line. I'm crazy to say that. I expect SU football fans to look up their own team's history. I don't expect them to look up Wagner. He's like. He's all historical. No, I'm somebody who knows how to work a search engine named Google. This could be a fun year. Yeah, this could be a good year. It is. 5 0. Coming up is NC State next week. Again, they're on the bye week right now. NC State at home. Clemson on the road. Finishing with Notre Dame end of October. That's a 2 2 team that started 0 2. Two wins. He's on a two game winning streak. They had a bye. They could easily be a, a talked about team again by the end of October. And then you got Pitt, BC, not in this order. Pitt, BC, Florida State in the month of November. So it's a it's gonna be a tough back half. But um, before we head out, I am curious about about the bye week. What's the what's the mix of that that rest to okay? Let's start getting ready again. How many days off ideally did did you? Would you want? I, honestly, I think that you know the coach with a bye week. You know, you give the guys some rest. The big thing is rest. You need to rest. And you tell the guys, listen, rest. I know it's the bye week. You know, some of the guys are going to go out. And they should go out and have fun. But be smart about it. You know, be smart about it. They're young adults. Um, obviously, they're playing a high level of football. But, again, it's just all about you just want no one to get in no trouble, you know, because there's a lot of free time now. You have a lot of free time. And you got to realize, the Division I athletes, their day is scheduled from wake up to nighttime. To bedtime. Structure. Yes, very structured. So now the structure is off. But I think with the quality of players that we have up there and, you know, the leadership by Dino, the guys will be all right. And I feel like they have good leadership across their players as well. Exactly. You know, I feel like it's a great time for them to step up. So hope everyone stays out of trouble. Hope we're not hearing from them until NC State. Definitely. You got any more questions? You know. Anything on your mind, Samantha? I mean, taking a minute to think about it. Honestly, I'm just curious as we, you know, approach some of these tougher opponents, anyone on your mind who you think has to have a really good showing in the next few games in order for Syracuse to come out with a couple wins? You, you know something? I, I talking about like individual people. Yes. Um, they just got to continue to play as a team. You don't have to do I mean, what they have done, they, you, you know the recipe right now for success. They had the recipe for success. Now it's just continuously continuing to make that same pot each week with the same ingredients. Uh, sometimes the ingredients maybe tweak a little bit. You might have a little bit more, a little bit less, but be pretty consistent. Be consistent. And that's what the, the team is building consistency. And that's what's going to get them to the next level. Well, All right. And I am happy to say that uh, James is going to be a weekly part of this team here. We're, we're, we're so excited. Um, to have them here on the Orange Zone, and and we're just getting going, man. Just it's gonna be a good, going to be a good year. This is going to be a good year. We know, like we said, we're five and zero. Uh, there's no more whining about well, we could have, should have. Listen, we're here. We're in it. This is current five and zero. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. The fan base is excited. Let's get after it. They are all right. Orange Zone. That's our weekly podcast. Tommy Sladex, Samantha Crossan, James Mungro, Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. We're out of here till next week. Make sure you're subscribing for more Orange Zone content on our CMY Central YouTube page. And thank you for listening. Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Orange Nation, baby. Let's have a Let's year. Do it. All right. See you later.